Welcome to the Trevor Turnbull Show, where you'll hear vulnerable, honest stories that will inspire you to embrace your mess and live your best life. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My guest today is Alexa Henderson. So Alexa is a co-founder of Next Level Trainings. She is also a transformational activator. So what does that mean exactly? Well, she has committed a lifetime to personal development. Now, that's not to say that she was really working on herself at a young age, but she was very consciously aware, even at the age of four, she mentioned in the interview today, that there was a lot going on in her head, that there was something that she knew that she was missing or that she needed to find the answers to. And naturally throughout her life, and she spoke about this on the podcast, it meant that she went down a few dark paths and had to kind of find her way back and went through a lot of different experiences to be able to figure out her wholeness, her oneness, and to really get to the place that she is right now, which is really as a committed leader that is you know, really trying to elevate the consciousness of the world to create impact. And she does this every single day in the work that she does. And of course, she is a student to the spiritual teachings and somebody that I was just really wanting to have a conversation around those topics because... You know, if you've been watching any of my episodes up until now, you know that I am obsessively curious about the idea of spirituality and tapping into our DNA and how epigenetics fits into all of this and the science behind things. And then, you know, the pieces that you can't explain with science. And there's still a lot that I'm exploring and just, I can't even articulate it. It's funny because I'm going to look back on these interviews and even the way that I'm introducing this at some point and go oh yeah, you were at the beginning of the journey then. You were at the bottom of that next level, trying to figure things out and questioning yourself. And then you leveled up and you continue to rise and, and you know uh, create this higher version of myself, this greater, higher being. And Alexa spoke to a lot of these things. She's, a, she's further down on this journey than I am. And she had a ton of very insightful things to share. I think you're just going to really enjoy the energy that she brings to this interview. And I really encourage you, if you are listening to it and something resonates with you, reach out to her. She's the kind of person that you can hop on a call with and just feel like you're being seen and heard. And I know a lot of people in the world need that right now, which is why I really appreciate people like Alexa and as well as the rest of the team at Next Level Trainings and what they're doing. So I'm excited to introduce you to Alexa. So let's go ahead and give this interview a listen. Alexa Henderson, welcome to the Trevor Turnbull Show. So good to chat I'm so with you here. Excited to be here. Yay! Thank you for having me. Awesome. I know. Yeah, of course. And and we've been spending a lot of time chatting together lately. So, uh, in fact, we were just on a call like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> But so many good things happening right now. And um, in that time that we've had to, you know, be working together very closely in the last few months, uh, there was just some, uh, just so many things that you were talking about where I was like, ooh, I'm really curious about that. What do you know about that? And naturally, it just got me thinking, why don't we record this? <laughs> why don't we do a podcast interview? So here we are. Here Beautiful. we are. Love it. Happy to happy to connect more and talk dive in further into aspects that we haven't uh, connected about yet and yeah and, and create some some real 
movement and value for anybody who's tuning in. I'm excited. Absolutely. So to give you a little context, because I know I didn't really even tell you a whole bunch about like what I'm doing with this podcast or even what questions I'm going to ask you, because I think a lot of times you do that in advance and people overthink the answers. Um, Because the truth is, is that you have every single answer that I'm going to be looking for here. I know you do. Uh, And whatever we don't, we'll just be transparent about and say, you know what, I'm still curiously exploring that. But, you know, the reason why I created this podcast, it was, um, it's about nine months in the making now. And I'm, you know, into like episode like 26 or something for interviews and like 13 or so published so far. But when I first started to conceptualize the idea, my marketer brain kicked in and I was like, what should I name it? And um, how am I going to get traffic? And how do I get people to listen to it? And how does it turn into business? And it just wasn't feeling aligned, you know? And so I sat on it and I sat on it and I sat and I overthought it. And then eventually I just kind of grounded myself in the fact that I have these amazing conversations with amazing people and I want to share them. And I want to introduce people like you to my network and people that I know and um, have this be another, you know, kind of footprint in the digital universe that people can come back to later. And There's a quote that uh, Brene Brown said that I'll use to ground both of us here, which is, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through, and it will be somebody else's survival guide. So that's a big part of this, is to really just share vulnerable, honest, truthful stories, the messy journey up until now, the continued mess as it is, uh, with the intent on inspiring and just helping people to realize I'm not alone, I'm on a similar path. Uh, and hopefully be able to take some nuggets away from it. So with that being said, um, why don't you just give everybody just a quick little introduction of of who you are. Let's let's hear the elevator pitch, and then I'll dive into a few questions with you as well. Woo-woo, okay. Well, you know, I, I feel like, every, thank you. I love, thank you for the context set. This is fantastic. So excited to be here. Uh, I'm so glad you didn't give me questions beforehand because I personally <laughs> love just the moment. You can't recreate the moment. You know, it's like exactly. there's so many conversations that we have where it's like, God, that was magical. And I wish that we had been recording it. But even when you do record it, it's like it, it has a s- slightly different quality. So as much as we can just totally. be speaking from the heart, like that's going to be the most valuable content, I think, um, and authentically related. Um, so I am at this moment, right? At this, this is how I'm going to introduce myself right now. Tomorrow it might be a little bit different, but yeah. Uh, my name is Alexa Henderson, and I am a lifelong seeker. Like I have been on the path of spiritual spirituality, spiritual development for a number of different reasons. We can get into that later, but I've been just very much kind of obsessed with this idea of, of overcoming the mind. What is the nature of reality? Like all of these things looking for answers um, since I was a little kid. And at this point, I had the beautiful, like I the universe kind of chose me, my family opened up these amazing transformational trainings that we had all participated in. And, and you and yep. you and, and I are related through that, through Chris Hawker yeah. and through your wife and, um, <clears throat> and through our shared network. But yeah, going out, doing these amazing trainings out in Los Angeles. And then my family just got hooked on them and was like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to start these trainings. So I got brought in after the after the vision had been set and things were in motion, and um, I got kind of corralled into the vision of like, hey, you know, like 
you're out in LA, you want to make movies. That's beautiful. <laughs> What's your like, why for that? And can, can our training center next level trainings actually be a part of your vision as well? Because we're directly impacting people. And actually that was always at the, the heart of what I was up to is like, mm-hmm. how do we transform the planet? How do we support people to make a jump in consciousness? And how do we arm them with the tools that they can actually get there, not in 10 years, not in 20 years, but like fast, because we don't actually, in my opinion, have all that much time to joke around with at this point. Mm. Um, and that's something that I was really aware of when I was a kid too, like real young, like reading books about saving the planet and stuff. Like I was real concerned about it. And this was, you know, 35 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, so now I'm part of Next Level Trainings. It's been beautiful. We've been doing that for about seven years, six, seven years. And I also have kind of my own my own interests in spirituality and consciousness. And um, I'm I'm spreading the message of con- like create uh, conscious creation to make a bigger impact and to create the life of your dreams um, through going inward uh, as the transformational activator. So. Amazing. Yeah. And for anybody listening, just to give you even more context to that. So like this training that we went, that we both experienced through separate different um, uh, instances of it uh, was called MITT, Mastery and Transformational Training. And it was something that I know for me, when I got enrolled into it, it was by Lewis Howes, as was Chris, right? He enrolled like 15 people all in the same class. We all became very, very tight But I remember him enrolling me into that at that time and saying, like, he was really feeding to the things that I was saying that I wanted, which is, he's like, are you ready to be a leader in your business? I'm like, yes. Are you ready to create unlimited amounts of, um, you know, revenue and and financial abundance? I'm like, yes. You know, (laughs) all these things. And he's like, well, you got to come to this thing. And I'm like, I'm in, right? And then you go to this experience, and this was a very experiential experience as well. And there's a lot of learning. So you're sitting, you're listening, you're consuming this this information around like just thinking differently and seeing things through a different lens. And then there's a lot of experiential components to it as well. And I just remember at the end of the first day thinking like, what the F did I get myself into here? Like, where am I going with this, you know? And then, but I also had a lot of uh, self-judgment too, where I was thinking like, I feel like like the idiot in the room right now, because I had never gone down any kind of spiritual, emotional intelligence training path before. It was all very, you know, school and then online courses and learning how to run businesses and all that kind of stuff. And it was just so new to me that uh, there was a lot of fear around it really, you know? And, you know, fast forward seven years later and I've dove down that path many, many times and gone into the space of uncomfortableness to be comfortable and like playing bigger and understanding what it means to be playing small and just intellectualizing all these things. And I just say that as kind of like a frame to have us talk about the spirituality side too, because I don't want to say I hit a wall, but I hit a point where I was just like, wait a second, there's more to this. And I'm not... I feel like I'm doing it wrong. I found myself like judging myself again, you know, going down the spiritual path. And that's why I'm like obsessively curious with this now with an open mind of realizing that I'm just starting this journey. So anytime I reconnect with somebody like you who 
we've had so many conversations in the last couple of months and speaking even about just the mindset and experience of all these things, but there's more to it. And then you'll, you'll kind of like throw a few things out every once in a while. I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? And like, we don't really have time to get into it, you know, but that's, that's one of the things I wanted to bring to this conversation and really dive deeper in with you. Um, mm, beautiful. So to kind of cue up the question and all of that, cause I'm just kind of saying out loud and setting the frame for people, but you know, what was your journey like in that experience too? Cause you said, you know, this aspiring actor or actress, and you know, you get introduced to this training, like was spirituality something that was like in your consciousness back then or unconscious, I guess, seven, eight years ago, or is it like, how was your path to this space too? So I was enrolled about eight years ago, probably similar time frame, maybe a couple months after you had had gone through your initial trainings. And at that point, I really was not looking for self-development. Like I had been doing, mm. I had actually done Landmark, which is sort of like the other very well-known transformational, yeah. similar format kind of, except ours is more heart-based and theirs is more philosophical, I would say. Um, but I had done landmark when I was 25. And so I was in my early thirties when uh, MITT was introduced to me and it was introduced to me through Chris Hawker, my brother-in-law. Mm. And he was clearly lit up about something that he had experienced. Him and I were not close at that point. We were, it, it took us a while to get into relationship with each other and, and really understand each other. We were on very separate pages. And Chris, of course, is your brother-in-law, right? Brother For anybody that's yes. listening, doesn't understand the context on all this. So Yes, brother-in-law. And so Chris comes back from this thing and he's like all excited and naturally. He's all been, excited. Yeah. He talked to me on the phone. He didn't actually, he didn't really, I mean, I think I asked, I was like, so what is this thing? Because in my head I had done something similar. So I was like, this kind of sounds like a landmark experience. Right. And so I was like, yeah, it sounds like something cool. I probably, I was like, I should do it in the next couple months. Like that was sort of my mentality around it. I wasn't really looking for answers to up-level myself in that way at that, at that moment. Uh, though I was in, you know, I, I was always working on myself. I, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm, I'm ready to go take this in. Cause I knew it was going to be intense. Mm-hmm. I be, because I had done landmark, I knew it would be an intense situation, but I was open to it. I was like, that sounds really cool. Maybe I'll do it at some point in the near future. And then my sister called me up and she was on a, she was on a, like, she was like, Chris just got back. He's, he's really in being intense about this training. <laughs> like he, he wants me to go out like in two weeks from now and go have this experience. He's kind of insisting upon it. And, yep. um, she's like, I'm actually like really freaked out. And like, I, I don't understand what is, what's going on here. And I was like, listen, it's cool, babe. Like, She's like, will you please come out with me to, yeah. to go have this experience? And I was like, yeah, like we're going to go to LA. Number one, I've always wanted to go to LA. How, how awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, we, we were like super East coast. She was in Ohio and I was in Florida at that point, but I grew up all up and down the East coast. And, um, so I was like, Ooh, Los Angeles, you know? Um, so yeah, so we went out and, you know, it was deeper than I could have imagined. And as you said, like they, they, we, cause now we have our training, next level trainings, and we do bill it as this, like, come up level your results, also create higher levels of happiness and fulfillment and impact in the world through experiential emotional intelligence. But it definitely was way deeper than I could have imagined. It was way, it was deeper than landmark had been and landmark had been deep for me. Um, mm-hmm. and it was, it was, uh, 
you know, a lot of curveballs, a lot of emotional stuff. And so what, the reason that I had done Landmark back in the day, right, the, the reason that I had been seeking for all of these years is because I had a lot of really low self-esteem. Mm. Yeah. And that was where I wanted to actually hopefully have you take that back to is like, so yeah. how did you end up in Landmark at 25? Because like when I was 25, I was like playing hockey and going to university and pretending like I was a student and drinking and partying. Like I wasn't Enjoying looking. Yourself. Yeah, I wasn't even <laughs> thinking personal developments and what else there was for me or questioning things in my mind. So yeah, what was going on yeah, for yeah. you? Man, you know, I've had a really intense, uh, I've had a really intense journey. Um, I've always been a very, like, like my mind has been really intense since I was a kid. Since the first memories that I have, I mean, I, I, I remember being three and making up choices about the world and how I needed to take care of myself and I couldn't trust anybody else to, like, interesting handle things yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and you know it's part part of its upbringing right like there was a lot of tumultuous events going on in my life and and a lot of moving parts and, and pretty unconventional growing up but also it was just me like i was intense like i used to have dreams when i was like four about the world ending and stuff and mm. like i so i was just kind of wrapped this way of like oh oh god like something's something's off here right and that kind of led me actually to, um, like, I started going to AA when I was in my early 20s mm. because I felt so off. So, you know, and the deal with, I like to talk about addiction because I think it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always, it kind of has a stigma attached to it, right? Um, I think people are addicted to all kinds of things. Like, we're addicted to our our thoughts. We're addicted to like beliefs that we can't have what we want in our lives. We're addicted to not being able to make the progress that we want to make in our lives. Like anything that you're like held back by and you have a habituated belief around, like I call that some level of addiction. Now, obviously there's like more intense forms of addiction, which leads you to, you know, maybe commit suicide or become a drug addict or put yourself at, at risk. Right. And I tended towards those, those, acti- <laughs> those activities, mm. but I was also very self-aware. So it was like in my early twenties, I had messed up an, a number of things and I, I saw how antisocial I was and how much I wanted to hide and hide behind, uh, alcohol and how much I actually really loved people, but I was deathly afraid. Like I thought there was actually like something wrong with me and <clears throat> that led me to just be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not okay in my own skin. So that led me to the rooms of AA in my early 20s and got some relief through the 12-step program because they basically have you live your life on a spiritual basis. Mm. Um, and I, I think there's a misconception around the 12-step programs that, it, that, it, that they want you to have like a Christian version of God. The literature does talk about God and it, it has kind of overtures of, of this, you know, westernized like version of God. But really the idea is that you've come up with your own conception of God and you stop trying to control everything and do everything on your, on your own terms and you, using your own willpower to push things through, right? So yeah, so I started I started down that path and uh you know, I got some relief. Like I I had I found some answers to the mindset stuff or to the like feeling better, but I still felt very uncomfortable in my own skin. So when 25 came and I had the opportunity to do landmark, I was like I at that point I was really hungry. I had moved up to New York City. I was in a very bizarre 
uh, working situation with a, a power dynamic was really, really off. And I was just like ill-equipped and I was, I, I was just constantly addicted to trying to figure out what was wrong with me and what was not working about the situation. Right. And so, um, so I did landmark from that space. And then later at 32, I still, you know, I had moved forward. My life looked good on paper. I had a great job at the university of Florida, got a master's degree. I, I do digital art and media. I was, I had been promoted from, uh, you know, like a front desk person to like, you know, uh, like assistant director basically there and everything looked good. It was like, this is your career. This is your life. And and then when I came out and did the trainings out at, at, at next level, I was like, Oh, actually I've been living by default. Like I actually, I didn't want to be an actress, although acting would be great. I wanted to be a director. I wanted to right. be a director. And I was like, Oh, yeah. I've been, kind of doing that like i'm in digital media and i deal with like video and stuff like that and i take photos sometimes but like i never went for it because i didn't think that i had what it took Mm. to actually put myself out there and so that's what you know i mean all these limiting beliefs like they get so flushed up in the trainings and that's those are the things that are actually holding you back from creating the results in your life yeah there's so many things to unpack on all of that, right? But it's it's literally like this um, this callous effect or this buildup effect of like being this young kid. And you know, when you when I hear you say that now that I'm a parent with three a three and a four year old boy too, boys, I I think like these are little humans, and they're just, it's just so interesting how like they're both experiencing the same thing on a day-to-day basis with me and Char and with what they're doing and the routines and the bikes and all that, but they're just so different and they think differently and they show up differently and they react and respond emotionally differently. Right. And naturally there's certain experiences that you can go through in life that will definitely have a huge impact on that. But then there's also just this underlying unexplained piece that is, this kid comes out and is just deep in thought before they even know why or what it is they're questioning. And that's what I'm hearing from you, at least, anyways. And it's landing for me as a parent to think, like, yes, of course, it's partly the experience of them seeing us being the example of how we want them to ultimately be, like, to model after. But there's also an element of, like, they're just, they're little energetic beings and who they are right now and what they'll evolve to be. It's completely out of control and in their control. You know what I mean? It's fascinating to me and also really freaky because I want to control it. (laughs) The controller in me wants to figure it out. I want to intellectualize it and figure out how I can impact it and in a positive way. Right. So these experiences, and I also think about like, so you went, you know, you, you challenged this or dove into this in like your mid twenties. So you were one of those people that I was just referencing when I went to MITT and I sat in the room, I was like, man, I'm the stupidest person in here. Like all these people are like going like this. "Mm, Yeah, no, absolutely. And they're like giving feedback and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on here? What are people even talking about? You know, Mm. but it's, it's funny how we beat ourselves up over those things too. And you were just kind of alluding to that as well. Right. Saying like, you know, you were doing all the things that on the surface, maybe from the outside might've been, wow, look at this super successful person. And you actually weren't doing the thing that you really wanted to be doing. And yeah. Yeah. So, so what's, um, what's shifted for you from that time to where you are today and how the spirituality side of 
your life has really become a huge, huge part of who you are and how you show up and the way that you're serving and supporting other people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, first, I want to address this idea of feeling less than or thinking like, okay, I'm the only person who's having this experience. So if you're if you're out there watching, I think that this is a common misconception that people have that's like, oh, gosh, if I'm this freaked out, that I'm the only one who's having these thoughts and feelings. But the reality is that most people on some level and some people to more degree and different things will trigger different people, right? Because we all have our we all have our things that that we feel out of control about. I mean, it's going to be a separate concoction for each person of like what makes you panic or whatever, right? And also, we find like certain personalities are going to react in certain ways. And like, it sounds like you and I are similar in that respect. Like, I oh, go yeah. to self beat up. Like, these people are better than me. They know more than I do. Like, they're more qualified. Like. I don't know. And I should be quiet because I don't know what the hell is going on. Right. Like that's, that's how I continue to show up even in the trainings, like for quite a long time. And it honestly was not. And so I will say like the trainings were a massive up level. Like they pushed me for like AA was a massive up level. It was something that I needed. The trainings were another massive up level, totally something that I needed, but it was not the full equation. It was not the full equation. And so I really, through all of the transformation and leadership and stepping out, getting out of your comfort zone so that you prove to yourself over and over again, like, oh, okay, I'm afraid of public speaking. But then I public speak for 15 times and it's like, okay, that's not as scary as it was. So like, I can actually do that or I can raise that money or I can make a difference. Like you've got real tangible evidence from these trainings, which is really powerful, especially if you stay in the work and you come back and you coach and you stand for others. And it's all about being a a servant leader and being a bigger giver, because as you grow that muscle, then like the unit, it's like the law of resonance, like you're being a giver and like more positivity comes back to you and you're, you're more connected and all of these things. Like it's a a ripple effect, but I will say the spirituality piece is, was still missing for me a bit in the mindset stuff. It's like, yes, okay, I can I can notice when I have a limiting belief come up and and actively choose a different interpretation or question it and be like, okay, it doesn't really matter how I feel. What's my vision? What am I going to do anyhow, right? But at a certain point, for somebody who's wired like me, which is a, an intense mind, a very intense <laughs> mind, like I can I can interrupt that. But if it's just on autopilot, like literally, you know, there were years that I felt like I was on a bad acid trip. Wow. Um, and like 99% of my thoughts were like self deprecating, right? So it's like, okay, that's going to take a really long time to do the, do, do the mindset work with. So what we must get to, to a deeper, a deeper option here. And I honestly, like, it hasn't been until this last year that I really was able to, like, lock in with the things that were really working for me. Because, of course, I've been meditating also since I was, you know, in my 20s. Um, I was kind of, like, finding, I, like, got into Joe Dispenza. I was like, all right, I'm going to meditate Joe Dispenza for, like, 45 minutes (laughs) to an hour every day. And I think all of these things did push me forward on the path. I broke through more and more. But it really wasn't until... I mean, I'm going to be honest, like it really, it wasn't until this last couple months where I mm. committed, like I was about to turn 40, um, which was just a couple months ago. Right. Uh, so this is very recent. Uh, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, I cannot go into this next decade of my life of adulthood 
with with some of these things that are still out of alignment with me. Like I, I I'm I'm single. Like I had just gotten I had just had a really heartbreaking experience with somebody again. Right. It was like, oh, I manifested the same thing. It's like, I don't think this is going to work out or the person is not emotionally stable. And in the past, I probably wasn't emotionally stable enough to pull it off. So it was like, that had me really just be like, okay, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can no longer continue, uh, without really going deep. So what did it do? It had me really get serious and fully committed and say for, for this month of my birthday month, I am literally not going to allow myself to go into any negative thoughts whatsoever. So any moment that I'm noticing that I'm going into a negative space, I'm going to stop. I'm going to tune into the feeling. I'm going to feel the feelings. I'm going to journal about it. I'm going to, uh, something that really supported me with, with transforming all of this rapidly in this last couple of months was um, doing, so there's something called um, like heart math, which is connected to Joe Dispenza. It's a, it's a outside outfit that he works with where they do a lot of, uh, they do it, do a lot of research on the, on the brain heart coherence. And yeah. so they have this little, um, I actually have it right here. They've got this little, Oh, you do have one of them. Yeah. You yeah. were telling me about this. It's so good. I mean, it's so simple and it could, you know, some of this stuff is just like, what is it that my mind believes is actually going to work? You know, I think different things work for different people because sometimes you hear it from the right person and you're like, oh, that's absolutely going to work for me. Right. Yeah. Like, and it does, or you're like, oh, you know, I don't totally think that that's going to work and then it doesn't work. So do I have it here? I, maybe I don't have it right on me, but it's called inner balance. And it's this little contraption that you clip onto your like lapel or whatever. And it goes onto your ear mm. and it's got an app. And you set up for like, you know, three or five minutes. And I just started doing these brain heart coherence meditations in the morning at night. Like right when you wake up, your brain's in this like theta space where it's, it's very, um, suggestive, suggestible. Right. And then before bed, similar, similar, similar spot space. And when I committed to that and continued doing the, like I I've been, I've been doing still a lot of meditation during, like after I've woken up a little bit. When I was doing that as the basis, like no, no shit, like every morning, every night, um, with the intention of that, I was rewiring my brain and my heart that started to shift things. Like I started noticing, I started to ease up. It, it was, I felt like I had more of a purpose behind yeah. the meditations. Cause sometimes you get into meditation and it's just like, okay, well, what am I doing? I'm just like zoning out or like, that's not always active you know, like, like, are you going to the gym to work out? Or are you just going to like, hang out at the gym, right? Like, you're, <laughs> like, what are you doing when you're meditating? Like, it's not necessarily going to get, I think eventually it will, right. But it's so much better to go in with like a powerful workout routine. And then you're like, okay, cool. I just worked out my mind, really on my mind yeah. and my heart. And after I started doing that for about a month, I started noticing opportunities started presenting themselves. Like I started hearing more, like I I'm a YouTuber. I'm, 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 I love podcasts, but I'm like really into YouTube because there's such like wild stuff on YouTube. Totally. You know, it's like, Oh, people are diving into all kinds of rabbit holes. And so I, I've just synchronicities started to happen more. I was like feeling good way more than I was not feeling good, which was new for me. You know, I, I also, I will say I had a year, I had gone out of, of the AA program for a while because I was like, ah, I've got all this other knowledge and mindset stuff. Like I don't really need this program. 
And then last year, so I had basically just like about a year of sobriety under my belt too, which I think is important. It's like, if we're doing something that we're fundamentally out of alignment with, it's going to be really challenging to make progress on our day-to-day stuff because it's like, you're out of, you're out of integrity, you're out of alignment. Like that's, that's not what's required of you for your Dharma on the planet. Right. I'm kind of delving. Is this cool for me to just stop me if you want me to answer a different question? No, no. The (laughs) whole intent of this conversation was literally to just go down, like to understand the journey that you've been on. Because like I said, the, the curiosity on this is coming from that same place that I had when Lewis said, come and get rich by coming to this program, right? It's the same kind of thing for me where like, I really relate to what you're saying. And I'm sure other people that are listening to this that are at the right place and the point in their life are also like, yeah, me too. Like I, I've, I've been there. I am there right now where you've, you've done the work and you know that this isn't a one and done thing. It's a lifelong commitment, the work, right? The work. But then there's a point that you get to where you're like, okay, I feel like intellectually I've already kind of like understood and it's grounded in me. Like I realized the work and I know that I'm going to stumble along the way, but I'm going to keep getting back on the path. And then there's these, these other things that you can't, like the idea of theta brainwaves and, the, and this idea that you have this time as you're falling asleep and as you wake up, that, um, uh, what's the name of the book? Bruce Lipton? Oh, um, the biology of... Biology of belief, yeah. Belief, yeah. So between that and Joe Dispenza and stuff, speaking about these things of like this this state that you go into and how you can literally, like you you referenced it, rewire, reprogram your brain... Like that to me, the the intellectual brain was just like, ooh, that sounds like a hack. I'm yeah. into that. Let's figure this yeah. out. YouTube, yeah. um, you know, how to make myself more confident going to sleep, how to wake up in the morning and be full of abundance. You know what I mean? Like this is the journey that people go down. So that's why I wanted to kind of talk through it and see where you're at with it. But yeah, no, please continue. Continue. Yeah, this is yay, good. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So just noticing the synchronicities and that's a big thing that Joe Dispenza is all about. He's like, you know, you'll, you'll, that's kind of like a sign that you're, you're connecting in with a greater consciousness. Um, and what I noticed through doing just this like simple heart cohesion is that it, it sort of gave, it, it put a framework around what I was doing. I was like, okay, I'm actually going to be making progress. Now I also, a friend and a mentor, suggested these these specific things and I really trusted him and he's gone really far down he's like 60 he's an amazing guy um he, and he's gone down like he like has gone and studied with the people that do the hard math institute and he's gone and, and he does neurofeedback and stuff and so I started being like okay mm. he's actually cured himself from the inside out of all of these isms and it takes it's kind of a full I think if you really want total transformation which is like I definitely do 100%. And yeah. I also want to be able to make the impact and the income and the high vibes of all of it. Like I know I could just sit here and work harder. Like I've done that. I've done that version. I've worked so hard. Totally. Yeah. And what is the payoff then? Like I've never, I've never made that much money, right? Like I've made some money and I've had moments where I've, I've felt like, like I'm doing well. Like I haven't been impoverished. I've also had points when I have been <laughs> impoverished. Right? Yeah. Like, but I also was had so much of that time. I was miserable and not feeling like I was making the progress that I was capable of. And if I had stayed in that that space of like, oh, it's a mindset thing, 
right? Then I would just be like, oh, I'm blaming myself. Like I, I would have been feeling like, you know, there's something wrong with me. Actually, the only thing that was wrong with me is the fact that I have these, these internal wounds that are asking for me to pay attention and to do the healing, do the deep work, take the time to journal about them, take the time to feel the feelings, take the time to ask my higher power and my higher self to remove them from me. Like once I get clear about where that's actually coming from, like what the story is, what the experience was that like started this belief that's no longer serving me, you know, I mean, it's like the ego is actually there to protect us. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can look at it as like, wow, it's actually really serving a, like at some point, this was a really powerful purpose that it was serving. It kept me safe. It kept me from hurting myself as a kid or whatever. But now it's like, I don't, I don't need it to be where it's working way too hard. So like, how can I access the ego, let it calm down enough and then ask my higher consciousness to like support me to like, let it go. So I don't have it holding me back and all these other weird ways in my life that are, that are, it's not actually like my, my highest possibility. Yeah. I had a great, I was just published an interview the other day with a guy by the name of Nick Cavuto. And he spoke about this idea that like for the first time in human history that we know of, that the source that people are striving for is happiness, not survival. Like you talk about the ego And you think back to like early man and woman, like it was literally that. It was like, I don't want to be eaten by the tiger. Joe Dispenza talks about this, right? It's like, I like we we did what we had to do just to literally stay alive. And now, like, we're all so damn comfortable. Like, life is pretty easy as far as like access to technology and being able to stay in touch with people. And of course, you know, what's going on in the world right now is throwing all kinds of wrenches in it. But truth be told, it's like, kind of have everything really that we need that we want like there's nobody's you know at least in in our realm of the world that we live in is um struggling with uh shelter and food and that type of thing now that's not to say that there's not other people in the world that are and this is a whole another piece of this is like having that kind of inner you know or like maslow's hierarchy of needs being able to like put your mask on first and get to the point where like you're no longer on that bottom place and then and then bringing service into your life so that you can actually help other people elevate to it too anyways there's just a lot of pieces and to unpack on that but it's uh it's just fascinating stuff and the you know you introduced me to a book which i think maybe you're early on into even as well yes, called the yes. gene keys the gene keys yeah and oh my gosh i listened to the first hour of the audio version of this and you know, I find myself always constantly like just trying to understand it at first, right? So there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things being discussed. And I actually was feeling pretty good in the first like 45 minutes. So I was like, okay, this this is awesome. Oh, wow, this oh, this is really good. And then you know what threw me off was the the narrator of the book said, it's not advised for you to read this book from start to finish. You're actually, you need to jump around within this book to be able to absorb these things at different moments and different times. And then you need to keep, keep coming back to them. And my controller, intellectual brain mm-hmm. hustler that think that I can like muscle my way and hustle my way in through things just freaked out. And I was like, what do you mean? Like books are meant to be read from the front to the back. Like what am I supposed to jump halfway through to this thing? And then it just hit me though, like a ton of bricks. It was like a lesson, a lesson in the moment where I was like, 
oh, that's part of the learning right now. That's actually part of it is like, stop trying to intellectualize everything and slow down. And it's just, I'm still in the middle of it. And I know you can relate because we were very similar in that way, right? You're just like, you want to kind of get your head around something. <laughs> and if it doesn't make sense, you're like, well, this can't be real. Like, yeah, how can, yeah. how can this be real? I can't see it. can't feel it. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing is that we're so cut off from, you know, and it's interesting. I've had all of the work that I've done for the last 20 years, or at least a let, I'm going to give myself at least a decade of solid work, right? Um, has kind of coalesced in this last couple of months to where it's like, oh, actually, like I do, like I didn't feel like I was making progress, but actually I have a lot more awareness than I previously had access to because of the intellectual mind and the linear mm. thinking process and the being totally disconnected. Like we think our brains are so smart. Our brains are like minuscule compared <laughs> to the rest of our knowingness, our, yeah. our hara, right? Like our, our, our gut, our, our intuition, like that is actually brain number one, right? That's brain number one. Our heart is also a massive, like there's like 5,000 times the amount of energy that goes from our heart than any other part of our body, like way, way more than our brains. And we're so disconnected that we don't even know what the up or down is. And that's why we're in the predicament that we're in. That's, that's why we're like, put your head down, clean cut the forest. Somebody's going to lose. Like, you know, in order to get ahead, you have to work really hard. Like, it that is or somebody totally, needs to lose for you to win. Yes, like it's absolutely. All related. Yeah. It's all related and it's so not intelligent actually. Like and and the more that that and that's that's something that Joe Dispenza's meditations really support with also is like getting back into your heart, getting back into your biome, your biosphere, but even other work that I've done around clearing out the energy centers and really tuning into like this this um you know, like the, the, the umbilical cord, the umbilical cord of the universe through the Hara, like mm-hmm. that is actually, that's the intuition and that that's the feminine. That is the feminine. That's the life force. That's the oneness. That's the honest. That's what actually, when we're tuned into that, we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be having to destroy in order to produce like nature is so intelligent. It's so abundant and it's so intelligent Everybody already has their needs met, but our minds don't are, haven't caught up with the re- haven't reconnected with our biology, and so this idea of uh, you know reading a book intuitively. I mean, and they mm. do say they they want you to focus on uh, Richard Rudd as the is the creator of the Gene Keys. Um, yeah, they they want you to focus on that. What, what do they call it? They call it contemplation, which is actually uniting your, there we go. Gene. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is like something that I feel like I'm personally going to be studying for the rest of my life because it's that profound. Yeah. It, it, and, it, it and marries that, all yeah, of the biology with all, yeah. of, with all of it. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. That. You're, you're already speaking to it. It's like, it's tying in the science with the spiritual, yes. with yep. honestly, even the, the religious component too, because yes. I know for the longest time, whenever I'd hear spiritual, I'd either think woo-woo because that was where my head was at before. It was just like, what? Come on, you know? Or I hear, I'd hear elements in the spiritual conversation that was being had. 
that mm-hmm. sounded like religion. And I didn't grow up a religious person. I didn't go to school. I wasn't impacted by that as a young kid, right? So there was just parts of me that was like, well, I'm not not religious, but at the same time, I don't go to church. And do I believe in God? Well, I don't not believe in God, but do I believe in God? Like, I, But like, I, what is that going to do for me right now? <laughs> yeah. So I've just constantly been in this kind of state of like indecision over what I think about all of this stuff, yes. you know? And, yep. and then you know, just listening to the first hour even of that audiobook, it's that's what hit me too is like, yeah, I'm not going to figure this out in this lifetime. And maybe that's another piece of the lesson is that like there's an infinite amount of life here. It's just in this physical body right now, it's finite. You know, I don't I won't be around forever <laughs> in this form right here. But I have been in the past and I will be in the future. I just don't know what it looks like. And like I say, I'm only an hour into this 25 hour audiobook. 35. I think it's 35. <laughs> Is it 35? Hours. Oh, yeah. 35 I said it to hours. I said it to 1.4 speed. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's right. Yeah. Because that's my that's my hacker. My, my like I need to like fast track this. I need to get it into my brain, you know? Right. And it's so much, it's so it's so much more. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that that's really, in my opinion, on I mean, I, I just have this knowingness, right? I have this knowingness that, that, that at this point, that's what we're doing. And that's what we're doing as conscious entrepreneurs. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing collectively. That's what we're doing as leaders on the planet is reconnecting to consciousness. It's bigger than spirituality. Because I, I, I is spirituality cool? Yeah, but like what the hell is spirituality actually going to do for me? Like right. maybe I'll feel good or whatever. But like, no, 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 no. Like we get to tap into conscious creation and consciousness so that we are creating much, like way bigger, like, listen, ExxonMobil and all these guys, like the pharmaceutical industry, they've been destroying and making a ton of profits forever. But like, I guaranteed if they were to tap into conscious creation and biorhythms and like, we got to have some fallow time so that we can go even bigger in the next season, right? Like there's like a reason that it's like secular or, you know, there's cycles to things and we have yeah. been operating like there can just be continuous growth. That is, that that's like, I guarantee when we all tap into what's actually available for us through regenerative um, op- options and knowledge, like we're going to be creating so much more epic stuff than we've even seen on the planet so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's an awakening. I I you hear a lot of people talk about that, right? And everything is just so polarizing and just amplified right now. You think of politics, you think of religion, you think of um, human rights, you think of uh, the medical system and just everything. It all, it all really is. And I know when, when COVID first hit, for example, or like when the world said, Hey, there's something going on here, like March, 2020. I remembered feeling two things at that time. And I actually, I'd be interested to hear what you thought of like what you were feeling at that time. But for me, it was one, nothing's really going to change in my life because I spent 15 years, like bringing myself to a point where like, I wouldn't be impacted by having to work from home or being dependent on a job or anything like that. And so I felt incredibly grateful. I was like, I created this. And man, am I grateful, you know? And then the next piece was, I saw a lot of people that were like, oh my God, what is going to happen here? What, like, what's, how's this going to impact me, my family, my career, my, my finances, all that kind of stuff. And for me, like I truthfully, and you can look back on all my videos, and this is why I create so much content is I want to just like document this journey. But I was like, 
oh my God, this is like, we will never see this again in our lifetime. There's such tremendous opportunity right now. And I didn't even know how to articulate it without, in my mind, sounding crazy, you know? Mm. So I was just saying stuff like that out loud that was like, yes, there is a lot of darkness right now and there's a lot of breakdown that's happening. But on the other side of this is going to be bliss. Like it's going to be incredible. Totally. No, what was what was going on for you back then? Like eighteen months ago, as of the time of this recording, it's like eighteen, nineteen months ago. What were you? Th- yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. I had literally just come back from, uh, like, I think it was the last Joe Dispenza advanced retreat that they did before COVID hit. Mm. So we had j- like, and me and my whole family. For, I mean, not my entire family, but like my mom, my dad. I think my my older sister wasn't there because she had already gone. Chris was there. Oh, really? Other yeah. People from couple other people from our, our work. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, and those we are big events there. too, right? Like a ton of people. So they, thousands of people. So they yeah. sh- shut those thousands down. Thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. I was out in, out in, uh, Indian Wells near Palm Springs. And oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So we had just got, we had just had that experience and I was like, Oh, interesting. Like I remember being at the, at the airport and seeing people going by with masks and thinking like, okay, they're being a, like a little bit like, come on. Right. Guys. But my, my whole thing around any catastrophe is like, I'm one of these people who like, I, I mean, and this, this is probably the a, a addiction side of me that is like tends towards apathy and like suck it up and like deal with it. Or people are making a bigger deal out of, you know, this was a year and a half ago. I was in a little bit different mindset. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I was very much like, Oh, people are making a bigger deal out of this. <laughs> actually should be but then real quick we realized oh actually our business is going to go under if we don't adapt to the times because we were 100 in-person trainings right and so we had like real quick in about two to three weeks we got to t- completely transform next level trainings and get everything virtual which was something that we didn't really think we didn't think it was i mean we obviously did think it was possible because we went for it but like also we were like how is this going to possibly have the same impact for people as it does in person because that so much about the trainings was like direct human to human experiences right yeah but yeah. turns out we 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 were 100 able to bring everything online and people have had massive powerful experiences through i mean it's different and it's also amazing so there was that we were, I would say we we're pretty preoccupied with not having our business go under. So that, that was probably like the first five <laughs> so or six kept months. You busy. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're like, Oh, we better make this happen right now. Um, and then I would say, you know, I, I would, I love to think that this is the biggest thing that's going to happen in our lifetime. I, I would love to say that I would love to say that. I actually don't think that it's, I don't, I think it's the beginning of things that will be happening during our lifetime that are meant to, well, really we're at the brink of collapse from the way that we've been doing things like systems are breaking down, things are not working. And so either I think, you know, I would like to say that this was the thing that would like totally transform everybody's mindset, but like, let's be honest, that's not what's happened. So I do think that we're going to be sourcing more experiences to continue to learn the lesson. And I think that some of us will be more wrapped up with those experiences than others, because that is actually, in fact, what we need. Like anytime I'm, anytime I am having an experience that's like, like, for example, I mean, it's kind of a trait a trite example because it's a relationship right but like we all know that when we have those things that don't work out it just like can rock us to our core right and like 
any, any time a relationship didn't work out for me, it was like, yeah, well, this is like my wake up call of like, shit is not working. Like what you're doing, what you're currently trying to rely on is like not working. It's out of alignment. Like there's work that you need to do. And so I really feel like this COVID situation, all of these things are just like wake up calls of like, Hey, how, how obvious do the signals need to be that like you are off track humanity, like wake up, you know? And so we're going to source as much of that for ourselves as we have to, to, to figure it out. I think. Yeah. No, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I agree. I align on that. And at the same time, like I have no idea, but yeah, this is just feels like it was like one little trigger that, that kind of started to push that proverbial proverbial snowball down the hill type thing. And yeah, it's fascinating. And I think there's two ways to look at it, which would be with a fear lens or with a unlimited possibilities lens, right? And I know that's one of the foundational elements of what Next Level Trainings brings to the table. And then of course, again, the reason why I wanted to chat with you about this, because just to be clear, like my, the intention of my podcast too, is not to interview somebody and have a discussion and go, all right, so that's absolutely true forever. It's like, no, let's revisit this in like three months, six months, a year from now. It's just think about how much things have changed since March, 2020. And then even, you know, you referenced like just a month ago, just a month ago, because I'm in the same, a similar journey, I think as you right now of not allowing the space or just not being ready or whatever to have a discussion like this or to even explore or to even get a a recommendation on a 35-hour audio book and be like, this is Evan Awesome. I can't wait to sit down and listen to this. Like that would not have gone through this head six months ago, (laughs) you know? So it's exciting. Um, So we will revisit this conversation. And, but I do want to wrap us on... uh, Uh, a handful of questions that I always ask every single guest to Alexa. And it's really centered around um, this book, which is The One Thing. Not sure if you've read that one or not. I have not. It's basically, you know, referencing the idea of like focus. And if we can focus in on that one thing that we want to accomplish, that we're going to have much higher likelihood of achieving it. That's kind of the context. But it's just a good theme to this little lightning round that I do at the end of all of my uh, interviews. And don't feel like you have to just like one word answer these. Feel free to elaborate as much as you want. Uh, but does that sound good? Sounds amazing. Yes. Love it. Excellent. Okay. So first question I got for you is, uh, who is one person or mentor that has been the most influential in your life all time? So you can go like right back to childhood mm-hmm. if you want. All times. I mean, I'm going to have to go with my dad on that, my dad. And second would probably be Chris because Chris is, well, I've, geez, I've got a couple of them. Um, (laughs) See, people always do this too. They go, it's the one person and they go, actually, there's two. You know what? There's actually six. So whatever the answer is for you is is perfect. Just Well, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go with my dad because I spent a lot of time with my dad. I work with him. I've, I've been during the last whatever year, 11 months, 11 months I've lived with him and outside of Philadelphia. Um, and mm. I have been really, you know, I mean, it's been a, it's been a, he's been one of my greatest teachers. So I had a lot of stuff that I got to work through from childhood. And, um, and now that I'm on the other side and also he's done, he's done so much work on himself. Um, and he, he, he is 
the most he has moments and many moments of them where he is actually like channels like he is like the most divinely incredibly incredible orator inspirational person like he he's studied spirituality for decades now and Mm. and he's all about leadership now and transforming people into the highest version of themselves and he brings a lot of spiritual knowledge to what he does and having the opportunity to be in his presence when he's tuned in is like there's nothing like it there it's it's so powerful so i'm gonna go with my dad on that one Perfect. Yeah, I've only met him the one time and on a Zoom call, but it's exactly what you just said. It's an energetic presence. There's no other way to describe it. You just kind of like, hmm, I feel safe around this person. I feel seen and heard and just loved. And it's strange, right? So, but uh, I'm glad you feel that way. That's fantastic. Yeah, I do. I do. And and of course, you and Summer both and Chris um, all speak very highly of him, of course, too. So. Perfect answer to that question. So next question, which might actually be an easy answer based on what you said now, who is the one person slash mentor that you would say is the most influential in your life right now in this moment? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again, my dad, um, just by virtue of the fact that we're living together, um, you know, I, I, I get a lot from Chris Hawker all the time too. I mean, these are, these are fountains of knowledge, like these, these, these two people and also my sister. I mean, anybody that's taken the time to really develop themselves and to, to push the boundaries of, of, you know, what's possible, um, mm. and really dedicated themselves to being of service in the world. Like talking to those people is just so it's like, it feel, it it's like, it's, it's nourishing. It's nourishing. And Mm. I'm just so lucky that I'm constantly surrounded. Like since I did my trainings eight years ago, like I've just been in this bubble and like, there's moments when I'm like shocked at what people are talking about out in the real world. Cause I'm like, I'm just not around people that think that are like in scarcity that are in like, uh, you know, this isn't possible. Like I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by people who are like living their best lives and true givers in the world. And you know, so it's like, I think everybody can be a mentor when they're doing the work. I mean, I'm just constantly inspired by people who are keeping it real. Another great answer. And yeah, it it's, wasn't one person, but I think you're speaking to like one community of, of people that are committed with a similar kind of vision, vision right? Yeah. 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 Which is, uh, it's a great reference for people, I think, anybody that's listening, because a lot of times we we think of a mentor and you're like, oh, that person has had this massive impact on me and transformed who I am. Think about how much more momentum there is when it's like there's there's this ripple effect of like people that are surrounding you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very, very true. That's I'm awesome. obsessed with it too and addicted to finding more people like that <laughs> and bringing them and into this right. space. Yeah, yeah, you are. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. The lifeblood. It's the lifeblood. The lifeblood. Next question. What is one philanthropic cause that means the most to you and why? Hmm. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I'm like, geez, gosh, one thing, one thing. Well, it's funny. I was tithing last year. Like as we went into the pandemic, I was actually doing really well financially. Uh, and I had started tithing. Like I was tithing 10 or maybe even 20% of what I, I don't know. I was sending hundreds of dollars to different organizations and I was like, pretty dope. Um, and so the one, so there was one that was like plant a tree 
planting trees. I think that's super important. I think that's way important. There was one around clean water, which I also think is way important. Like our, our, our environment has to sustain life for us to be here on the planet. So like, let's, yeah. let's support it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go environmental on that because I just think right now we're not putting enough energy into that. And um, um, God, there's so many important causes but really, I mean, the main thing that I think is that where I see that I can make the biggest contribution is just waking people up to their to their higher selves and their consciousness, because we can go around and put band-aids on all of these things, which is essentially kind of what what we're doing right now. It's like, oh, you know, like this is this is bleeding and we got to we got to talk about it more. Whatever. I think it's important. Yeah. Awareness is important. But also, like, how do you reach the hearts and minds of people to where they actually see a higher possibility and they're activated into their actual source of power because when we're all connected to the oneness and and the 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 greater consciousness like all of these other problems are going to take care of themselves so that that's my that's what i actually think my biggest cause is is like how do we get people spiritually attuned in whatever whatever way it needs to happen but i think it's inspiration and Mm. um showing them what's possible it's like yeah you can have a really amazing life you don't have to be suffering all the time like what that's a like no wonder you're having such a bad time like you think everybody has to suffer it doesn't have to be like that i love how you came around to that answer of what ultimately it uh it really was like the thing that's really driving you to give back right it speaks to the state of the world like there's so many things that go through my head right now from you know environmental concerns climate change uh world hunger yep. water uh like yep. people not having access to clean water these things that you just don't even think about and then all of a sudden you watch some podcast interview and you're and you become aware of the of the millions of children that are abducted around the world or the people that are in the sex trade not by their own doing but because yes. they're being forced there and you're just like yes that really exists in this world still like you can't unsee that and then, or unhear it or unthink it or anything. And then you think, well, how can I change it? And naturally, like you're saying, it's like, well, of course, there's a million nonprofits that you can go and give money to and you can donate your time. Yeah. But is it really going to fix the real root causes of all of this stuff? And then that's where my head goes to, right? Um, and I was first asked this question about a year ago too. And my first reaction was, Oh shit, I, I don't. But I was thinking monetarily. I was like, I don't mm. give my money. But then I reframed in the same, exa- I did the exact same thing as you, right? Which was like, nice. wait a second, but like my work and the, and the work that I'm doing myself and this like, this commitment to helping people elevate, like that is the philanthropic work that I think will have the greatest impact. And then I found myself judging myself. And then I was like, no, this is amazing. Like, it's so bizarre. Um we're very similar, Alexa. We are We're similar. Very, very similar. We are similar. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. So good. Yeah. Well, I'll just say one last thing about that. I mean, I think I think the people that have really suffered, well, like whether or not it was like at the hands of fate or the hands of you know low self esteem or whatever, right? Like. I think we're so equipped to like, we have such big hearts, we have such big hearts. And it's like, I just want to, you know, like 
Like, it's so genuine. I'm like, I don't want people to be suffering. Like I suffered for 20 years trying to figure out how to like get right with myself, you know, like Mm. if I can fast track somebody and so that they can go out and make the impact that they're capable of making in a way that everybody wins. Like that's, that that is so powerful. And like, I just feel like that's your come from too, which is like, we, that, that's what, that's what we're doing. We're waking leaders up. We're waking leaders up. So super awesome. Absolutely. All right. Handful of more questions here. What is okay. one thing that you are most grateful for right now? Mm, I am grateful for this expansion and this, like I, I've never loved myself, like I actually loved myself. And each moment I just feel like I'm like feeling into like the great aspects of me and, and my, and as, as I'm expanding, as I'm feeling more, it's like, each moment becomes this like juicy experience. And I'm like, damn girl, like you look hot. You're cute. You've got, you've got awesome stuff to give to the world. You're like, just like self-appreciation. Like that is what I'm most grateful for right now. It's like, how can I win? And also everybody else win. Like, that's what I'm so grateful for. Amazing. Uh, What is one thing you're most curious about right now and, and wanting to explore more and learn Mm. more about? Yeah. Yeah. I am so curious about how do I learn more? How do I learn more about <laughs> opening a, a, an expanding consciousness? Like I want to go all the way. I want to know more about these gene keys. Like that is like the jam. Like I want to go all the way on that. And I so appreciate that they're like, okay, you can try and intellectually enter into this. And like, it's not going to reveal itself to you. Like it's actually <laughs> an embodied experience. And I'm like, great. Cause I just, that's actually what I want to do. I want to embody it. I want to simmer on it. I want to experience it. And I want that. And, and it also is like, as you go through the, you know, the, there's 64 gene keys or whatever that tell you an aspect of yourself or, and also relates to organs and also proteins that are created. Like it's very comprehensive, but Mm -hmm. it says like, as you start contemplating these gene keys that will like, maybe you'll just open up the book and it's on that gene key and it's the perfect one for you. Right. Uh, but as they present themselves, you're going to also have all of the, the shit, the collective consciousness, the shadow side of it from like primordial time on uh, and collective. And so it's going to bring up your stuff. And like, that's just like, I mean, that's also frightening, but I, I'm just like, I'm so excited about learning more about this because I think it's, it's so powerful. Yeah. Just ready to lean in. Me too. Uh, last question for you. What is one thing that scares you right now that you know you need to face with bravery? I mean, I'll say my mind still really scares me. Mm. My mind st- and, and, and unhappiness because I, I literally kept myself from being happy for so many years that anytime that I'm like, not feeling like I'm making progress to getting happier. I'm like, Oh no, like Alexa, you're my, don't, don't go backwards. <laughs> like we're not going backwards. We're not going back to where we feel like we're like locked in a cage and imprisoned by our intense, intense ego slash mind. Um, and I, I think I've kind of become friends with it enough to where I can kind of massage it through those like awkward moments. But like, there's still a deep fear that like, I'm going to be fucked because that's how I felt for decades. and that scares me, <laughs> but it's enough for me to do the work. Like, it's like when you, when you're that freaked out, you will keep moving forward. So I yeah. mean, in a way it's like, that's been my greatest teacher. Amazing. Yeah. Those last three questions all obviously had three keywords in them, which is gratefulness, curiosity, and bravery. 
And they're things that I'm constantly embodying or, or trying to bring into my space too, because I realize like, I'm, it's a constant reminder of like, we stick it on the wall. It's all over the place in our house. It's like, what are you grateful for? You just woke up. What are you grateful for? Cause that's like nice. the source to so many, so many things, you know? And then the curiosity is really like a big part of this podcast is I know my kids are three and four right now. They're not going to watch this right now, but someday I want them to. And like, that is a key element of what I want them to embody is like just constant curiosity to explore and to, question, you know? And then bravery of like, and you and I are very similar in this context. It's like, stop overthinking it, leap, and know that you're going to be just fine, you know? And whatever's on the other side may not be anything that you envisioned it might be, but it's exactly what it was supposed to be. So That's why those questions to me are always just interesting to hear people's responses, especially now. And then you and I will do this interview again too. And you will even see how these things have, you know, transcended for you. Yeah. Shifted. Right. And you can see yourself kind of grow as you go along. So yes. Yeah. Just want to acknowledge you for coming on and having this chat and we will do it again. And of course we're you know, collectively working together to to create the, some of these transformations and and pass some of this information on and to help level other people up. And just excited for the possibilities that are in front of us here. So thank you so Me much too. for doing Aww, this. Oh, thank you for creating the space and thank you for all. I mean, you're you clearly you are on a mission to up level yourself in all different aspects and everybody around you. And, you know, you've been so supportive with us around marketing and, you know, like, and how serendipitous it was that we, that we came together. It's like, Oh, we actually know each other already. Yeah. Okay. That was a synchronous, you know, that was like, we were both clearly calling each other in our organizations in and, um, Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm excited for all the different avenues that you're exploring because uh, all of it's really important and um, it's exciting to be on this journey together. So thank you. Yeah, me too. So how can people connect with you, find out more about you? Yes. Go down this journey with you, all that stuff. Go down this journey with me. Um, Yeah, so my company is Next Level Trainings and that's with an S, nextleveltrainings.com. If you want to learn about next level trainings, you can also come to my Instagram page, which mm-hmm. is Alexa. I'm looking at, at it right Alexa. now. Yeah. The transformational Alexa. activator. I love it. Transformational activator. I also have a URL, alexahenderson.com. And uh, so you can find out more about me. I do film, I do media. I also do, you know, I'm, I'm working with clients to activate you to your, your truth, your inner resources, reconnect you with your inner resources so that you can make the profit, you can make the impact, you can make you, but mostly you can have the happiness and the success uh, as you're as you're generating all of those other parts of of the the picture, um, so yeah. So if at Alexa Rose Henderson or alexahenderson.com, and um, you can segue through there and learn more about next level trainings that way too. Awesome. I will link all of that up in the show notes and in the YouTube description and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's uh, definitely anybody listening. Go connect with Alexa. You know, get into her space, have a conversation. Uh, I've seen you present on this material and the stuff that you're doing with other people. And, and I've heard the feedback from those people that have been around you too. And, you know, we were giving your dad some praise, but like, 
you got it in you too. Like it's the same presence and energy that he has. You also have it too. So, um, yeah. And there's a lot, and there's a lot of giving that's available, um, for other people that want to take on some of that and and become it as well. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks again for doing this. We will talk again soon. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Trevor Turnbull Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. Now, until next time, remember, today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave. 